Hello everyone, my name is Eski and I'm a GP trainee working in North London. You may know me on YouTube as The Junior Doctor and on Instagram as The Junior Doc. Today I'm going to go through a case as The Junior Doctor on their medical on call in A&E. So, you're sitting in A&E and your registrar has just been referred a patient by the A&E team. You are asked to go and clerk them for admission. You've been told that they are a 68-year-old gentleman with a background of COPD who has presented to A&E with shortness of breath. You make your way to the cubicle the patient is in and note that he's on 10 litres of oxygen through a venturi mask and he's using his accessory muscles for inspiration. He reports that he's been feeling unwell for three days. He developed a productive cough and he's been feeling wheezy since yesterday. Despite increasing the use of his salbutamol inhalers, he's, he has continued to feel wheezy. He also has a mild pyrexia and some right-sided chest pain, particularly when he's coughing. He started his rescue pack for his COPD, which was given to him by his GP, but despite this, is not feeling well at all. Note that a COPD rescue pack often includes antibiotics, such as carmoxiclav and steroids such as prednisolone. On going through the history, um, he reports in his medical background that he has COPD, hypertension, hyperlipidemia and has had an appendicectomy about 15 years ago. On his social history, he reports that he has been a lifelong smoker but gave up last year as he was becoming more breathless. He drinks a glass of wine every night with his dinner and lives in a bungalow with his wife and he is independent of his activities of daily living. You carry on and you start to examine the patient. You note that he's currently saturating at 95% on his 10 litres of oxygen. He does not have club fingernails. He has a regular radial pulse with a mild tremor in his hands when they are outstretched. His airway is clear and he has equal chest expansion with a central trachea. On palpating the chest wall, you note chest wall tenderness on the right side. On auscultating his chest, you note a polyphonic wheeze throughout with coarse crackles at the right base. His heart sounds are normal and has otherwise a normal examination. Once you've finished the examination, you need to think about the investigations to help you derive a list of differential diagnoses. One of the first things you'll probably need to do is to order a chest x-ray and perform an ABG. The immediate ABG results show that the patient has a type 2 respiratory failure with raised bicarbonate levels. His lactate is 2.3 and has a haemoglobin of 155. The chest x-ray shows a hyperinflated chest with some shadowing in the right lower zone. When you look at his bloods that have been taken by the AME team, you note that he has a neutrophilia of 11 with a raised CRP of 85. He otherwise has a normal renal function and liver function. Given the history of his chest pain, it's important to ask for an ECG. On analysing the trace, thankfully, you see normal sinus rhythm with no ischemic changes. For completeness, you also request a urine dip to rule out coexisting urinary tract infections. So, let's go on to having a look at his investigations. 
From the ABG and chest x-ray findings, you are suspicious that the patient is a chronic CO2 retainer. His bicarbonate levels are raised, which indicate that the patient's CO2 levels have been high for a while. Remember, the lungs and the kidneys are the key organs responsible for keeping your body's pH in balance. In COPD patients, the kidneys compensate by retaining bicarbonate to neutralize the pH. On looking at these results, you go back to the bedside and reduce the patient's oxygen to 2 litres and aim for an oxygen saturation of 88 to 92. We need to do this to ensure the patient does not lose their hypoxic drive for resp respiration. You make a diagnosis of infective exacerbation of his COPD. Although less likely, we also need to rule out other chest diagnoses such as pulmonary embolism, heart failure, and pleural effusions. Luckily, his chest x-ray does not demonstrate a pleural effusion or have evidence of heart failure. His presentation currently makes a PE less likely. However, it should remain a differential if the patient continues to deteriorate. As the patient has respiratory distress and has an oxygen requirement, he would need admission into hospital for treatment. Now that we have a working diagnosis, we need to order investigations to identify why the patient deteriorated and what pathogen is responsible for the infection. You request a sputum sample for cultures, send urine off for Legionella antigen, in addition to extra blood samples for chlamydia pneumonia and mycoplasma pneumonia serology. This is all part of an atypical pneumonia screen. You can also ask for a viral swab to see if there are any concurrent viral infections that have led to the patient's deterioration. You now need to prep the patient for admission. You write up his drug chart and place him on a regular salbutamol and ipratropium nebulizers in addition to prednisolone and IV antibiotics according to your hospital's microbiology guidelines. Don't forget to chart his regular medications as well. We should also remember to prescribe further nebulizers in the as required section to allow the nursing staff to give more nebulizers when required on the ward. Given the patient's respiratory failure, we need to repeat his ABG in about two to four hours time to ensure that his hypercapnia is not worsening. He may need escalation, so it would be worthwhile considering the patient's ceilings of care and escalation plan with a senior so that the team have a clear plan if the patient was to deteriorate. During his admission, the patient will need to be reviewed by a respiratory nurse who will recap measures such as good inhaler technique, review his regular inhalers and arrange a follow-up in the community. The patient has a four-day admission and is discharged for follow-up in the community. Remember, he was noted to have a right lower zone consolidation that will require a repeat chest x-ray in six weeks to ensure resolution and to exclude any underlying malignancy. That's the end of the case guys, hope that was useful and gave you an insight into how to approach a patient who presented with worsening breathlessness on a background of COPD. Thanks for listening.